Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Oh, here we are, everybody. We're back again. I don't know why we keep doing this, (laughs) but it's Friday night, (laughs) and it's me and Kaz, and we're going to be talking, of course, about guardianship, and we have a special guest coming on here in about 15 minutes. Uh, Prior to that, Kaz and I are going to throw some things around, and she's going to give you the hog report for the week. And by the way, thank you, everybody, for, for your interest in the hog report. Many of you have identified several glory hogs, and um uh Kaz and I are thinking about writing a handbook for how to identify your own personal glory hog mm-hmm. and uh with little tips of the trade yeah. and so on but these people are prolific um they come in they insert themselves into things uh and then they immediately try to take everything over and if you're not doing what they say or what they want why they're wounded and they're mortally hurt and they're just going to give up and walk away because they've never been hurt so bad. Blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. We've all heard it. We've all heard it. This counter. Mm. You're not talking to me. I've tried to get a hold. And it goes on and on and on. It has to get into all of that. Yeah. We have got mills all over the country because that supposedly wow. are going to fix this system or tweak it yeah. or do something with it, and not one of them will. Um, I just, uh, I, I think the, the, the volume of bills speaks to the fact that there isn't a legislator out there, state or federal, Republican or Democrat, or if any other label you want to give yourself, isn't fully aware of this program and what is going on. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the the fact that they keep coming out with these fluff and buff bills that mm-hmm. refuse, dance all around what the actual problems are and never address them, I think, speaks volumes about who they're taking money from, whose interests they're serving, because it's serious and ours. And as yeah. they muddle around and do nothing, people continue to be kidnapped, isolated, medicated, and eventually exterminated in this racket yeah. that's running. And we can't, yeah. um, you know, recently, because I wrote the Supreme Court of the United States. And, of course, I didn't hear from one of the justices, didn't expect to, but I did hear from a clerk. What? Really? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And um, I had written a very extensive letter. 
about what was going on and why they had not intervened and why they refused to hear these types of cases, why the court did. Uh, they won't yeah. hear them. They said, you know, anything that's in rem, meaning in motion in the state, is the property and control of the state. And I pointed out in there that when you are deemed a ward, you are in effect a prisoner. And they treat mm-hmm. you like one. And only there has yep. been no crime committed. And so, I mean, I went through a lot of things because I didn't want anybody to get the wrong idea that I didn't have a clue what I was talking about. Brief message back that this was not the business of the Supreme Court of the United States. This had to be handled mm-hmm. in state. Mm, and I thought okay. there were federal bills coming out. And, um, you know, on the federal level, I said it has to be handled in the state. But it, it pointed out something to me, because these federal bills, yeah. the state is not bound to abide by them unless they take, and every one of the bills has grant money attached in it or funding or, you know, something. Oh, something type okay. Yes. See, that's the bribery. If you don't take the bribery, you are not compelled to abide by that. It's a payoff. You take the money, mm-hmm. now you have to implement what they call their business plan, which is exactly what it is. And mm-hmm. so simple refusal of the money. No, we won't take the money. You, you're not compelled to abide by the law. Well, they're all going to take money. money. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but the whole thing is... Uh, they're not going to help us. No. no. Um, we are going to get, I consider. We're getting some weird um, buzzes. Can you hear that? Yeah. Are you hearing that? Yep. And a lot of static. Where is that? Yeah. Where is I that don't... coming from? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And um, They don't want us but... talking. No, and uh, but anyway, basically that they just wouldn't. It was an old uh, ruling by the court that they would not hear these cases, and it was state's business. All the stuff you've heard a hundred times before. And personally, right. I think the Supreme Court of the United States, as it exists, has outlived any usefulness it may have had. Um, its only job, its only directive, ever has been to compare what comes before it to the Constitution and determine whether what is before it is constitutional or not. That's mm-hmm. that's the only, that's all their whole premise for them. And they have stepped so far beyond that and outside of that, that I say they, I, I see no reason for them to continue on. And you see that trickling down into the states. How many mm-hmm. times have these families and advocates and activists gone to the Supreme Court of their state and basically oh, yeah. slap back, you know, and they right. won't do anything. They won't correct any of the wrongs. They won't uh, go after any of these corrupt judges or hearing examiners. They won't do anything. They won't go after any of these attorneys that, you know, contrive these right. cases and prey on people. They won't do anything. And, and, and you know, uh, the average person, the average person, like the biggest election that people show up for is when it's the president. So the average yeah. person doesn't even realize, no, that's not, that's not the biggest election that matters. Where, where right. you're losing your rights is at the local level. And yes. then they all run out and vote for whoever the president is. It doesn't matter who the president is. 
no, it just no. doesn't even matter because this stuff is going to continue to go on, whether you have a Republican or a Democrat as your president, because it's been going yeah. on under both sides. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. And yet everyone has drank some Kool-Aid to think yep. that like a Republican or Democrat is like, you know, their team, their football team. Yeah. I'm from Wisconsin and people like love the Green Bay Packers. They like, I don't know, stick a Democrat or Republican name on the Green Bay Packers. And you're going to see that same like loyalty, like, oh, this is my team. This is my team. This is my team. And they're so loyal to this Democrat or Republican team, <laughs> quote mm-hmm. unquote team that they think they're part of. And, oh, my parents play yeah. and I always vote this. And the thing is, is that they've drank some Kool-Aid. It doesn't matter yeah. who your president is. It matters what has happened at the local level because when you yeah. stopped, I mean, that's how they got you. You don't know yeah. when you go in and you're checking the box for your judge or whatever, you're picking your team. Well, they have that yeah. covered for you and you don't even know anything about it. So you're not outraged and you're not showing up to vote. And they usually do that in April. The, I know in right. Wisconsin, these little, these little piddly like local elections, those will be done in April where like the presidential and the Senate and all that. So that'll be done in November. I don't know where if it's like that in other states. So yeah. no one shows up in no one shows up in April for any of these little piddly elections. And right. that's when when your evil people are getting in and you're not paying attention. Right. So, well, you know, that's the whole thing, too. And that people say, uh, you know, these judges are selected. And they say, oh, no, we voted for them. And see, in Minnesota, when I lived up there, they, you voted for all the judges. But here's the deal. You were given one or two names. Right. Or you could write in other. I always wrote my neighbor in. and <laughs> But um, <laughs> one of those two people was already going to get that position. And yeah, they don't have to com- campaign. You don't know what their record no. is. You don't know what they've done. And so I refuse exactly. to vote for any of them. If I can't know about them, you're not getting my vote. And, right. And but people say and the people we voted. We are voted. Attention. Yeah. Uh huh. They have no idea right. what they just voted for. And then they climb yep. the ranks and they do the little the little judge thing. You know what I love, Marty? Less I don't love, but it's just so crazy. So I'll see these otholes, like, uh, um, you know, choose the attorney that I don't like or whatever, you know, that's an othole. Mm-hmm. And you always see them described as, quote, 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 a friend of the court. They are so yeah. revered by the court. They are often, and they are called a friend of the court. Why is that a good thing? So when you're, like, lawyer shopping and you see that on their little website, oh, and they're mm-hmm. a friend of the court. Run yeah. as fast as you can, but people think yep. that's a good thing. Oh, they're always no. appointed, a friend of the court. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah. we've got a quick call, and then we're going to get Brad on. Um, hang on a second. Okay. All right. Do uh, you have a question or a comment? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> oh, good heavens. Anyway, it's one of them nights, Kazi. It's one of them nights. Yeah, and that background noise yeah. is. I I just yeah. tried yeah. Mu- muting myself when you were taking that call, but it's. I don't think it's me. No, so. it's something that's happening on the line, um, on one of our whistleblower shows too. I couldn't hear it, but people that were listening heard like a horn blowing. 
and we've had that mm-hmm. happen before um where they um we get a jamming signal and then get knocked off air uh but yeah. it, it's just some it's something that's being done intentionally uh these shows have made a huge difference and um uh oh goodness sakes here um we've got Brad on did you want to go ahead with that or you want to do what do you want to do here should we do a quick hog report We'll we'll go ahead, one. and then we'll get Brad up here. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. Let's. Um, the hog report is brought to you by Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. So everyone needs to go there and like them and share them. So anyway, Marty, today's hog is the I'm going to take credit for it hog. And I'm going to share a fun little hog story. So long ago when I was in my 20s, I was working at a um, national fast food chain, but they also have, like, local, like, they're company-owned, but they're local. So anyway, I have a minor in English, and so I can write creative writing and, you know. So one, I had written some, we were doing, like, hiring jingles, and so I wrote a few. I'm like, oh, here would be a fun one, or here would be a fun one. So one of the managers who was a little above me is like, oh, Kaz, could you write me a whole page of those? And I'm like, oh, sure. You know, I was excited. So I wrote a whole page of these little hiring, like, tingles. And about three weeks later, you know, when you walk into these fast food restaurants and they, you see these lit up, like, signs up there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. one of my hiring jingles was up there lit up. And I was like, oh, my oh. gosh. There's my hiring table. Uh, and you want to know what? This uh, a manager took the credit for it, and I went and I, I called her out. I'm like, um, wh- why did you tell everyone that you wrote that? And she's like, oh, Kaz, you don't need to have the credit for everything. So I oh, basically, and this was, this, was, um, this was a national fast food chain. So I wrote a hiring jingle, and someone else took the credit for it. So... That is my story. Yep. That is my story for uh, hogs who like to take credit for work. And so that was just an example, but we have other examples and we want everyone to be careful that they are really out there. If you um, have any sort of idea and you are working with a hog, like I don't even know, this was an undercover hog that I was working with and I wasn't as smart as I am now. Um, Yeah. So undercover hog is going to act like you're doing them a favor and then you're going to do this work for this undercover hog and then they're going to take credit for it for you and then belittle you if you would even think that you should get credit for that. So that's what happened to me, Marty. And I know that that is just my example story, but I know that we have other examples out there that people could share about the I'm going to take credit for it hog. Yeah, is there another uh, name that for that has, kind of hog, or just a taking the credit hog? Called the narcissist. I mean, yeah, they yeah. want that is the true the true glory hog. I want the glory for your idea. I will take yes. that credit, and they're very good at getting the credit. I mean, it's, it's yes. what they do, and you don't you won't see it coming, and you know you'll never get credit, or you won't get a little bonus, or you know they'll get it all. And yeah, so I've one always of the glory hogs. That story. Yeah. yeah, one of the glory hogs out there is notorious for getting people to do all kinds of research, write all kinds of papers, and then he puts his name on them. And um, oh, lovely! There's been been several battles about that, about the taking of other, not crediting people. When people work for you like that, and, and especially when they're not getting paid, please 
give them the credit for what mm-hmm. they did. You can still stand up and be, you know, be the king. It's okay. But mm-hmm. give credit where it's due. We've got a lot of people working hard in this issue. Mm-hmm. I, we've yeah. been at it, I say, with me almost 14 years. Um, I've had so much stuff stolen from me because it's just disgusting. Yeah. But it's just research and things I've put together mm-hmm. and everything. And it's available to everybody. Use it if you can use it. But like I say, you know, this is tedious enough. Give credit where it's due. Right. And I think let's give credit. Let's give credit for tonight's guest who was um, introduced to us from one of our previous guests, Cynthia from Michigan. So, Cynthia, thank you so much. We are giving you credit, much deserved credit, for introducing us to Brad. And should we go ahead and introduce Brad? Yes. Let me get him queued up there. Okay. Okay. He's live. Okay. Go ahead. We got Brad here. Hi, yes, Brad. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm nice good. You. So real quick, we're going to let everyone know, uh, Brad, this isn't actually a guardianship story, which is what we usually report on, but it's this is so, so, it's so in the same realm, and it affects, yes. it's actually scarier because it's not even a judge that's done all this, and you're kind of trapped like you are, like you would be in this guardianship story. And it's total elder abuse. And it's just the most shocking story. And you know what? I think I read this story on some national media about two years ago. I thought I remembered reading something like, you know, and I just thought, wow, the neighbors did this. And so without any ado, Brad, why don't we have you go ahead and tell the story to the audience and anyone who has questions can go ahead and message them into Marty while we're while we're speaking. Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and and I talked to Marty yesterday, and we had and Kazi and I had texted each other, we and I, I just yeah. appreciate it. So I mean, it's a really long story, and I and I you know it all kind of starts, and I, and I'll go, kind of go back really just years ago. You know, the family that started doing this, we've known each other for years and years. We grew up uh, like three houses down. Wow. And so uh, I'm an only child with my mom and dad. Um, I have have two kids, Brady and Sydney, um, that are 22 and 19. And um, so I'll kind of go back to like early 1990s after, you know, this, these families and us had kind of played little league baseball and stuff together. And wow. my dad, I, I didn't know about this till later, but my dad had um, co-signed a loan for this family uh, for like $50,000 back in the early 90s. And they had defaulted on the loan. Therefore, our families had kind of, you know, kind of drifted apart, at, you know, and I was kind of wondering why, and, you know, my dad mm. and mom had kind of told me, you know, you know, why they weren't close anymore. So, you know, just didn't really think much of it. I was in college. So, you know, kind of fast forward, you know, to like 2007, my mom and dad were, um, my mom and dad divorced. They were married for 30 something years, you know, just kind of, it is is what it is. It was, you know, kind of later in my, in, in, in my, um, my years. And when they got a divorce, this family, and I will say the the uh, matriarch or the kind of the caller that, you know, kind of the predator had mm-hmm. kind of reached out to my mom and reappeared into her life. 
um, I mean, kind of, you know, as like a, like a guardian angel, you know, as, as she would kind of yeah. you know, make herself to be. So, oh, that's you know, my so mom was terrible that your mom really, did. you know, oh. yeah, she was really struggling and, you know, this, this lady had reached back out to her and they became really close. They had, I mean, they pretty much had started a breakfast routine. They go to breakfast every morning, hung out. My mom was, my mom really, to be honest with you, would be in her pajamas at like four or five o'clock. She liked going to bed early. Um, but they, they started a routine of doing this all the time. And, um, and, and so you, you go a few more years and, um, this, one of their sons who I'd grown up with, my dad had gotten to, into a couple of different business ventures after, after he had retired, um, um, from big red back in 2007. And, um, one of them was a kind of a startup company and, and um, the son, Chad, had, had reached out to my dad and gotten him involved in this company. And dad had invested in, and started into this company. And um, Marty, I didn't kind of tell you all this because it's, <laughs> it's, like I said, the, That's the story's right. kind of long. That's right. And um, so dad invested in the startup, and, and it went on for a few years after hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it, and it pretty much failed. And, um, my, my dad, so let's, you know, say to pretty much my mom and and, and this family had become really, really close again. Um, and my, my father had passed away in January of 2014. And it, and it kind of, I started seeing things after that kind of plotting against me, uh, after my dad had passed away. Cause my dad, you know, he, he was a guy that, he had a really bad temper, and um, if he messed with him, he would kind of go crazy. <laughs> he would get really mad. So I don't think they would have done this with him alive. No. And yeah, yeah. I, so you know, I kind of so I it, I kind of just I've been living this for the last four and a half years. So I've just in my mind just kind of gone back and forth. You know, how did this start? How did, you know you know this that and just gone back and forth. So my dad had passed away, um, and. So kind of fast forward, my mom, my mom and I, we, my mom lived literally three houses down from me. I got a divorce in 2013 and the kids and I moved, moved pretty much two houses down from my mom. So we, we saw each other all the time. She goes, Hey, I want y'all over here by me. Um, you know, so we can, my kids were young and, you know, and my, my daughter would literally go over there every day after school and my mom would take her to the corner store right up the street and they would get a drink and get ice cream every day. And wow. so, you know, it, it, it was a kind of a tough time in my life, but you know, you kind of get past it. And um, so let's say January of 2016 was my mom's 70th birthday. And I had uh, worked out with the justices to bring my mom's brother into town for her 70th birthday. My mom haven't, hasn't seen him in 10 years. Now they talked, you know, weekly, once a week, but they hadn't mm-hmm. seen each other in years. And wow. my mom actually wasn't, wasn't really close with um, my uncle's uh, wife, but she decided to come and they all came down for my mom's 70th birthday. And, you know, we had a good time. I thought everything was fine. Um, you know, she hadn't seen him in 10 years, so she was overwhelmed and, and pretty emotional, 
you know, for that birthday yeah. party, and it was at the justice, justice's house. So, and 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 I and I'll kind of go back. My my mom, off and on, not since like 2012, 2013, had had memory issues. We had and actually we had you know we would talk three or four times a day. We had the same conversation over and over and over. And yeah. I, I, I hated I hated bringing it up because she would kind of get frustrated, get mad, because you know to her it was a personal thing and. She didn't want anybody thinking or her thinking that she was losing her mind. So, you know, once it become a, became an issue, I just kind of, you know, we'd have the same conversation, and, and I would just say, Mom, I think things are getting better. Really didn't want to strike anything because, yeah. you know, I, I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to start an argument. And my mom's like the sweetest, most caring lady you, and the greatest mom you could ever want growing up. I mean, seriously, incredible. Didn't have hardly any arguments. We, um, I played junior golf growing up. I played college golf. You know, we, we traveled together while my dad worked. So we were, I mean, to be honest, we'd be kind of the best of friends. Wow. And um, so, you know, at this birthday party, I'd gotten a call a couple of, let's say a week later, and my mom had told me, you know, and I, like I said, I'm the only child. I've got two kids. Uh, my mom had said, hey, Brad, I, you know, can you talk for a second? I said, yeah, you know, what's going on? She goes, well, I heard at my birthday party that you and Ashley, my fiance at the time, we had just really started dating, um, mm-hmm. were, were overheard telling, um, overheard talking about wanting to um, lock me up because of my memory. Yeah. I'm like, mom, I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? I, I didn't, I wouldn't have never said that. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, who told you that or, you know, and she goes, well, they, you know, they told me and it ended up finding out it was Mary Justice and my mom's, um, brother's wife had kind of gotten together and, and started this lie. And my mom's biggest fear is not that it would be a nursing home, but, but being locked up because her mom died in a nursing home so it was her biggest fear i mean if you talked about i mean hospitals she thought if she went to the hospital she was going to go there for you know forever yeah and um so that became you know a tough point over the next you know year and a half i mean we would usually talk it out and work it out but she would you know reach out to me and we'd talk about it and she would say you know this this you know still kind of you know, frustrates me that you guys had said this. I'm like, Mom, I promise you that wasn't said. I even called my uncle and his wife, Donna, after this had happened. And I said, Donna, I said, I don't know what was said, why it was said, but I said, would you please call my mom and tell her I didn't say this because I didn't say it. And you know I didn't say it. I'm not sure why y'all came up with this lie. You know, and they said, oh, yeah, no, sorry, it was kind of, you know, misinterpreted. I didn't mean it. You know, I'll, 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 I'll reach back out to her. Like, well, of course that never, well, exactly. And, and that never happened. I called her two or three more times, left her messages. The the phone call to my mom never happened to apologize or say, Hey, you know, I overheard that, you know, misconstrued something never happened. So let's fast forward about, a year, my mom had a um, little tumor 
right above her lung on her thymus gland. And she was, um, it was kind of a serious surgery because they were going to have to kind of go through, they were going to have to go through her lungs and, and kind of break them apart and put them back together. Yeah. And I even went to the doctor with her. And, and of course, Mary Justice went to the doctor with her. And she was going to have to be in the hospital for four or five days. And they told her um, during our visits, you know, you know, Miss Sharp, I mean, she's a smoker. She's been smoking, you know, for years and years and years. And, and, you know, they said, you know, this is going to be a tough surgery. You're, you know, 71 years old. You know, you know, you might have to go to like a rehab facility to kind of get your strength back and stuff like that. And we talked about it a couple of times and it, and, you know, I don't think she kind of really grasped that. And um, so she, we went, she did her surgery on a Monday and luckily by Friday she was able to get out. But on Thursday, the doctors were really worried. And so when they were worried, they were like, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to do. Um, and at this point I'm not kind of knew what, the justices and, and Don had put in my mom's head. And I said, I said, here's, I said, uh, I told the doctors and the nurses, cause I was power of attorney. I said, we can't, we can't, I can't send her anywhere because here's what has happened. I said, I, what I would rather do, whether, what I'd rather do is send her home, have, have a company called visiting angels, which is like mm-hmm. a 24 hour service. They come, you know, help you sit with you. They have a nurse that comes in every now and then. Um, and I said, I would rather do that first and then we can kind of come up with a plan so my mom had gotten better and they agreed to that but during that time when she left I, like I said I'd, I'd sent her home she had uh, Mary Justice had told my mom because Mary had spent a lot of time up there we had kind of taken turns of going back and forth that you know just spend time with my mom during that time she had told my mom that um, that I had talked to talk to them the visiting angels wasn't my idea. And then I was trying to get, trying to push the doctors into the rehab facility. Oh, so wow. it kind of started again. And of course, how, how old is really this Mary Justice? How old is this Mary Justice? Is she the same age as your mom? She's pretty much, she's a couple of years younger. Okay. So very similar age. They, they have, they've, haven't, I mean, I don't want to say haven't been successful in business or anything like that, but they've struggled in life and um, I guess maybe haven't, weren't as fortunate as maybe my parents were, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in their life. So you've got my mom, you know, that, you know, that hangs out with them all the time. And, I, you know, and I don't know if there was a jealousy issue or if, you know, she spent so much time with my mom. She said, you know what, in her mind, I'm just trying to go in her mind that, you know what, I deserve some of this money. You know, that type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's the only thing I can even think of is, you know, they spent so much time together. Um, you know, she kind of felt, you know, I spent so much time with this lady. Maybe I deserve, you know, whatever, a portion of, you know, of, of getting this money or that money. So I really don't know what her, what her thinking was, but I can just in my mind, I've kind of, you know, thought about it. Um, so... In September of 2017, my mom decided to check herself into La Hacienda, which was a pretty much a drug and alcohol facility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when she did this, um, I had kind of, you know, I was all for it. I said, Mom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for whatever, 
you know, you, you think you need to do. Because, you know, my mom didn't drive. She just kind of stayed at home. So I'm like, you know what? I mean, if you want to sit at home at 5 o'clock and have a few, few drinks and you're not going anywhere, I'm okay with that. You know, but, yeah. you know, in her mind, she started thinking that she might have had a drinking problem. So, and so this was September. And, and so during that time, she had said, hey, Brad, she goes, I'm going to be gone for possibly like 30 days. And, you know, while I'm gone, I want you to, you know, here's my checkbook. I want you to pay my bills. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever I'll, you know, do, do what needs to be done. And Mary Justice had taken her down there. And, yeah. and, and it was, in, it's in Hunt, Texas, like four hours away. And so she takes her down there and she was only there for like nine days. And I get calls from the doctors down there telling me that my mom's having memory issues, that she's having a hard time doing her assignment, she's having a hard time doing this, she's having a hard time, you know, getting around. And they wanted to send her to a facility, a, 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 like a, you know, a memory care type of facility. And I said, gosh, I, you know, I, while I might, I might think that's probably, you know, the best thing to do, I, I, I don't want to do that. And he goes, well, we, you know, we, this is, you know, we've been with her for nine days. You know, we, we think there's a lot of issues and, and we, you know, think she needs to go somewhere. So at that time I called her primary care physician who was actually my dad's doctor for years. So I've known for years and yeah. his name is Dr. Gary Barbin. So I texted him. It was kind of during the day. And I said, Hey, Dr. Barbin, would you call me? I said, my mom is down at La Hacienda. And she's having some issues, and I said, would you please, you know, call the doctors down there? And I gave them, and, and actually their nurse, his nurse called me that afternoon and told him what was going on. And he called me um, the next day and said, hey, I, I, talked to, I talked to the doctor, Dr. Boone at La Hacienda, and um, I want to send your mom to Wesley Woods, which is here in Waco. It's a memory care facility. I said, Dr. Barber, I said, you know, I – like I said, I, I, that may be the best idea, but I, I can't do that. I said, we need to send her home. Let's come up with a plan. And when I started talking to him about it, she goes, Brad, she goes, you know, my, I've been worried about your mom for years. She goes, Mary Justice comes to your mom's appointments. And I didn't realize this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, to be honest with you, Mary does most of the talking. She goes, you know, I've been worried about your mom for years, and I don't know you know, I, I really would rather her go somewhere. I said, well, I can't do that. I appreciate it. I said, let's bring her home and let's kind of come up with a plan. He's like, okay. He says, I don't agree with it, but okay. So I called my mom that night, the night before she's going to come home. We talked about it. She was still kind of, she was still kind of mad. She just said, you know, I'm, you know, they're wanting to send me somewhere. And, and I said, mom, I said, you know, I told them to come home to bring you home. And, um, I said, I would rather come get you. And she said, no, I want Mary to come get me. I said, okay. So she said that Mary was going to come get her the next day. This was like September 8th, 2017, like a Friday. And uh-huh. I called Mary that, Mary that Saturday, the, the Friday night, and told her, I said, my mom's coming home. I said, I'm talking to Dr. Barbin. I said, Dr. Barbin wants her to come home. I said, I know you have been putting lies in my mom's head. I said, you've told her these things about me wanting to lock her up, which you know I've never said. And I'm not sure why you're doing it. And 
Actually, I, I did know why she was doing it, but I'll tell you why. And I said, we've got to be on the same page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Brad, I, I'm all for it. You know, let's, you know, I, I, want, I want what's best for your mom. It's okay. So that, um, that night when I was lastly paying her bills, I had seen in her checkbook a bunch of checks to the justices. Fifty thousand check, fifty thousand dollar check to Mary, twenty thousand dollar check to Chad Justice, twenty thousand dollar check to Jay Justice, and I stayed over there. I'm so Marty, this I stayed over there for about two hours, and over two hundred and seventy thousand dollars worth of checks to the Justice family. Whoa! From like 2015 to 2017. Wow! And I even made a spreadsheet. You know, I even made a spreadsheet, so I That's knew on at your that Facebook time. Page. I, said, I saw that. What? What? How did they justify this amount of money coming to them? Did they ever try to? Did the justices? No. Yeah. Did they ever try to? Jiminy Christmas! I wonder if they found tax on that money. I was thinking the same thing. You might. Well, then you need to report that to the IRS. Yeah, because anything well, over ten thousand uh, dollars, right. ten thousand or less, is a gift. But anything over that is taxable income. Well, right, and I and I've talked to a few people about that and tried to figure out. I've gone through a bunch of different avenues and and haven't done that yet. Um, but it it yeah. obviously it's, it's it's something that you know obviously could be thought of, but I haven't I haven't done that yet. So no, I haven't talked to them about it. So at this point. They didn't know I knew. They didn't, you know, any of that. And okay. um, my mom had gotten home that next day. And I went over and talked to her. Like, mom, hey, glad to, glad for you to be home and all that. And she was mad at me. And I'm like, mom, why are you mad at me? She goes, well, you tried to lock me up. I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? I said, I, I was the one that brought you home. She's like, no, Mary told me you tried. To, you were trying to lock me up. You were trying to send me to Wesley Woods. Um, I'm like, Mary, because Mary was there. I'm like, Mary, we had this conversation. I said, we had an hour-long conversation last night, and I told you it was Dr. Barbin's idea, and then he was wanting to do this. She goes, well, no, I, I don't remember that conversation. Uh, Dr. Barbin would never oh. recommend this. And and oh. I was like going, oh, my gosh. I'm just, like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? I said, Mary, we had this conversation. So she had convinced my mom that it was me. She had been doing for the last, you know, couple of years. So of course my mom's like, "Oh yeah," obviously Brad had done it. So um, I didn't know what to do. To be honest with you, I was just I was freaking out. So I so I stayed over there for about thirty minutes trying to convince my mom that this, you know, that it wasn't me, and then it was Mary, and of course she didn't believe it. So I left. Mom, I left the house and just walked over back to my house and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. So I called Dr. Barbin um, when I'm leaving my mom's house and I left him a voicemail telling him, Hey, you know, I'm just leaving my mom's house. You know, she is Mary justice has convinced her that that Wesley Woods was my idea, not yours. I said, would you please call me back? Never heard from him. Um, I texted him probably, you know, an hour later, and this was on a Saturday, and never heard from him. So I didn't know what to do. So I had to, I went to the, the Baylor football was playing that night, and I'm on the board, board of the Boys and Girls Club, and we 
had a thing that night, so we had to go. So I get a call about 11 o'clock that Saturday night from Ann Schaffer, who was my mom's financial advisor. And she says, Brad, I know it's 11 o'clock at night, but, you know, you have a second to talk? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I just got a really, really wild phone call from Mary Justice and your mom. And I'm like, okay. She's Mm -hmm. like, Mary Justice got on my phone. And she's like, hey, um, Brad's trying to steal his mom's money. He's trying to lock her up. And um, she even said this. I think, I think he may put a hit out for her. And Ann oh. Schaffer, who is my mom's what? Uh, what? financial what? advisor. What? Yeah. Back, back up, back up. Back up. She, yeah, she said she's, Mary Justice told her that Brad's trying to lock her up. And we're worried he, he's going to put a hit out on his mom. Oh, oh my God. God. And Ann Schaffer, who I'd known for years and years, she, I recommended, she was at Maryland, she was at um, UBS Financial at the time. I'd recommended mom to her. And she's like, oh my gosh. She goes, I couldn't believe this phone call. So she called me and told me about it. And she said that she was like, get. Mary, I don't need to be talking to you. Get Johnny on the phone. And, and so Mary had convinced my mom of all this stuff. And, and um, Ann Schaffer's like, Johnny, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Um, you know, we'll talk about it Monday. Well, Ann had called me, like I said, that night. She told me about this conversation. So Ann had started looking through the UBS account and started seeing all these checks to the justices, which I had already caught some of them. And that next week reported it to Adult Protective Services. So, you know, at this point, I'm hoping, okay, you know, something may happen. You know, um, you know, I think I got, got a pretty good case, especially if, with what all has happened. And so Mary Justice kind of found out had, had gotten brought, had flown, I guess, or my mom paid for it, of course, had brought uh, my mom's brother into town. And they had gone to see Dr. Barvin that Monday after she had gotten home and gotten all the powers of attorney and all that stuff changed because I had called the doctor's office to to find out, you know, I was trying to get, you know, whatever information I could from them. That's why he didn't call you back. Exactly. Because they, they, because he couldn't, because they, oh. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, though. I tried him Saturday, Sunday, Texas, and phone calls and Monday morning, and I had never heard anything. So he had a chance before yeah. that to, to, to reach back out to me. But, yes, you're right. Um, so she had flown him in and had him changed to uh, power of attorney of everything. And I've always been, you know, like I said, power of attorney, but, um, but they had brought right. him in to kind of bring him in to believe the lie, which I said so his wife a- kind of started and helped start it. Do they have a lawyer so, that helped write up all these new mm-hmm. documents? So I'd gotten a a um, a uh, I guess you would call it a certified letter <laughs> the next day that you know cease and desist you know don't contact my mom again you know she wants oh. nothing to do with it that type of deal and then so I went I'd gone to an attorney that day and luckily my attorney oh. knew that attorney and called him and told him what was going on so that attorney told my mom that they he didn't want to have anything to do with this case. Oh, um, my gosh. So I'm assuming – so at this point, I, I don't know what to do. So I'm just thinking, 
I tried to reach out to her, you know, nothing. So I reached out to one of the sons, oh, probably a week or so later, Chad, who had, we were the same age. Uh-huh. I'm like, Chad, what, you know, <laughs> you know, your mom has, you know, made my mom believe all this stuff. I said, you know, what can we do? I want my mom back, you know. I said, oh, I just want my mom to know the truth. I don't care about anything else. So he reaches back out. He calls me and says, hey, you know, I do too. You know, we're like family, blah, da, 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 da. And, you know, he says, hey, you know, I know, you know, about this money that we had gotten, tried to justify it. You know, my mom needed a garage. My mom, you know, I needed a rent house. My, my brother, this, this, and this, which was all lies because the money that was given to them um, was to buy down payments on Jeeps, to help enclose a garage, to help do this, to help mm-hmm. – um, when my dad died, um, the estate, I had the estate still pay Chad like $14,000 to help close this day. Well, he had told my mom the estate had kind of screwed him, so my mom gives him a check for 25000 <laughs> And, you know, so that kind of stuff was happening, and – he said, he said, yeah, we want, your, we want you back with your mom, too. You know, it's a sad situation. He said, he said, here's what we need to do. He goes, you know, we know about that money, or, you know, I know your attorneys do. So why don't you get your attorney to write a letter, you know, saying that we're good people, that, you know, the money we'd taken, you know, is, you know it is what it is, but, you know, we don't have to pay it back. And, um, you know, everything's forgiven. And I said, Chad, I didn't tell him at the time. I'm like, okay, let me, let me think about this. So the next day I said, Hey Chad, you know, can I talk to my mom? Cause they had kind of, Mary had kind of moved in with her. So they wouldn't let me anywhere near. So Chad told me, you know, his dad at the time was alive. He said, well, here's the deal. You know, if your attorney can do this, my dad will broker the deal. He said, broker the deal. My dad will, if your attorney will do this, my dad will broker the deal and kind of work something out, you know, with your mom and kind of bring you guys back together. So that's almost like a criminal activity right there. Broker the deal. I mean, you know, why why can't I just talk to my mom? Well, you know, they wouldn't let me talk to her. You know, they wouldn't let me do, you know, anything. Um, What was your attorney saying about all this when you're like, they didn't know, they didn't know what to think. You know, they, it was a pretty yeah. messed, messed up situation, and they didn't really know at the time what to think. You know, they had they had kind of said, you know, if the if the doctor, you know, is, will you know kind of confirm what he's told you and and all that, we should be fine. Well, right. So, I had I'd had my attorney call because we were thinking about at the time guardianship. We didn't know what to do. I just wanted to get my mom away from this family. You know, that was lying to her and, and, and all this stuff. And, and well, like I said in my, in my um, I've said in the past, I said, you know, m- my kids and I are alienated from my mom, but it's not only us. It's my mom, all my mom's friends for the last 30 or 40 years that yeah. have been alienated. She doesn't talk to anybody anymore. Nobody. Right. And all she that's talks what it to is this family. Do, is isolate yeah, them. She doesn't talk. If, if anybody reaches out to my mom, they know about it and they shut it off. You know, oh. they tell her, you know, Johnny, you don't need to be talking to these people. These people are on Brad's side. You know, they don't, they, they don't, you know, you know what I'm saying. And, and so nobody oh, has contact man. with her anymore. And if they do, like they'll run into her at CVS or at HEB or 
or and and she'll just yell at him and scream at him. You're on Brad's side. You're on you know that type of deal. And they don't. I mean, they don't know what to do. You know, they've never seen oh. the, you know this side of her. <laughs> so the doctor now says she's just fine. That you know he did some clock test and that you know that even though what he said in the past. Um, even though there was a lot of memory issues at La Hacienda, he wanted her at Wesley Woods, which is a memory care and Waco facility. He actually told me and told the police he wouldn't take her back as a patient unless she went there. She never went there, but he kept her as a patient. That he tried to sketchy. go to the police. Isn't that sketchy? But it tried to go to the police, get something yeah. done. And since there was already an APS report, you know, our APS thing opened. And really couldn't get anything done. Um, you know, they, they, it was kind of funny because they, they went and met with my mom or tried to meet with my mom at McDonald's. They all went to McDonald's every morning. And the justices just came up with this lie, you know, Brad's trying to do this and Brad was trying to lock her up and, and, um, you know, we're just really protecting her. And there's no proof or any evidence that, I was trying to lock her up. It, it was all Dr. Barbin. But the police didn't try to, didn't do any investigative work. Didn't make any phone calls to my witnesses. I had a witness list a mile long. I mean, I have, you know, a, a business owner in town that actually my mom used to work at a furniture store that my mom just worked at, you know, a few hours a week that um, my mom has bought almost $50,000 worth of furniture, furniture, paintings, pictures, beds, couches, everything oh, for the justices. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get the police to call them. I even well, have that's a how they're laundering some money because if you're buying furniture, right. they, yeah. And, and I couldn't get the police to call the, um, the business owner or the employees. I even have the employees saying, hey, you know, Brad, and I used to see, you know, Brad and his mom, Brad used to come up here all the time. Brad's kids used to come up here all the time. His mom adored them. I, um, Mary Justice was telling them that I was trying to lock her up, that she had saved my mom's life, all this crazy stuff. And I couldn't get anybody to reach out to them, APS or the police. It was like they just wanted to sweep everything under the rug of everything I was telling them. Crazy. Because they, they don't <laughs> care. Wow. Exactly. And it, it, would take, it would take a lot of work, and it would take, you know, a lot of investigation, a lot of digging to mm-hmm. understand exactly what's going on. And I think the police, from reading the, the original police report, they, you know, they think, I was trying to lock her up. I really think they believe that, even though it wasn't me. And, you know, I really almost thought that, I think they believed that. Um, so they, they closed the case. APS at this time closed the case as well. So a few months later, I had a friend that was a friend with a judge in town that was really just a county judge, but he did a lot of guardianship stuff. And mm-hmm. I petitioned his court, wrote a letter, an informational letter, telling him exactly what was going on. And he, he, he said, you know what? I think he knew kind of what was going on. And he said he ordered an investigation. So we had a guy do kind of an investigation. And I met with a guy a couple of times. He said, hey, you know, this, you know, doesn't sound good. I'm going to try to meet with your mom. I'm going to try to meet with Mary. And it went on for, you know, for months and months and months. Really nothing happened. I talked to him over and over. Um, you know, he said, I'm trying to let this play out. This, this, this. And I, I was kind of getting tired of waiting. So I'd gotten an attorney, an elder attorney that had, I don't know if y'all ever heard of a next friend lawsuit. 
where you no, kind of foul yes. on behalf yes. of your mom. Yes. You, you kind of okay. foul on behalf. And yep. so, I, so during this time, I said, I'm going to do this and just see kind of, I don't really have anything to lose. What, you know, what would happen? So I did this and, you know, they have like, what, 20 days to answer. They answered the day before, you know, they said, no, they didn't do anything wrong. Well, they had Dr. Barbin write this letter that says my mom's just fine, that they know about the claims of me to, to say she's incapacitated, which I've never even mentioned or wanted her to be incapacitated. I've never even said that. All I've ever wanted was my mom to know the truth. So I'm not sure what – I assume they just got that from you know the Justice family. Um, I've never even remotely even said that. Um, wrote a letter you know, Hey, you know, she's fine. And of course, and then of course, after that, everything pretty much gets dropped again. You know, nobody wants to fight the doctor that's been her doctor for 30 years. I'm you know, surprised even that though, the judge, here's what's shocking me here in the story, that mm-hmm. the judge didn't appoint a court appointed guardian and just take her that's and lock her up anyway. That's what we tried to get done. We, we really? tried to get like a court appointed uh, attorney ad litem. Kind of oversee wow. the case. So your counsel, like, and, and so there's not a, wow, there's not a, they, I mean, you don't have a racketeering thing going on there because that happened in Montgomery <laughs> County. They'd be all over that. No one would down, hear that. You down were married, Justice. Um, up yeah, in Pennsylvania right. where I dealt with our crime. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm shocked that they didn't just like take her with a guardian and lock her up. I mean, that's what they do. You know, they couldn't argue the facts because I'd kind of laid out the facts. You can't argue the facts that I've that I've pretty much laid out. I have text messages. I have yeah. documentation to prove everything I'm saying. So they couldn't lay. They they all they could argue is that you know what, Doctor Barbin says she's fine. Um, the the court that Judge Felton, you know, says she's fine. That's because of the Doctor Barbin um, uh-huh. letter. And I went and met with that judge. I said, Judge Felton. I said. You know, there wasn't really an investigation. I said, all, all of this, this doctor wrote a letter. He goes, Brad, he goes, let's be honest with you. He goes, we, we're kind of a non-contested court. When it gets contested, we go somewhere else or it goes to another court. He said, when you mention the justice family, I knew there was a problem. I used to be in the banking business. But he goes, my hands are tied. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So what, wait, a minute, point, wait a minute, Brad. Why, 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 would, yeah. why were his hands tied regarding this family? He, well, his hands were tied because he told me that when the case becomes contested, which uh-huh. they contested it, the other, the, she brought an attorney and contested it, then it would have to go to a different court. Okay. So he couldn't hear the case. He's like, I have to transfer it to another court. And I... And I, I didn't pursue it just because I've got a letter from Dr. Barb, and I've got this, this, and this that are just strikes against me uh-huh. to take mm-hmm. it to another court. So I'm just trying to think, you know, what do you do? You know, I've had people say, you know, you need to go after a straight guardianship. So I've just, to be honest with you, after that, I just kind of laid low for a little bit. Yeah. I didn't know well, what if to you do. do I was kind of defeated. Yeah, if, you, if you do go after a guardianship at this point, they're going to use one of these professional predators. For one thing, the estate is too large. There is no way they're going to let somebody else get that. And um, right. they'll work with your nemesis there that Mary just yeah. – they'll work with against right. you. And um, yeah. so it's a – oh, well, you're stuck between it's, it's a rock a, and a, a hard deal, place. So, 
It's, yeah. oh. So I really just kind of laid low for a little while and didn't know what to do. You know, my mom, I'll say over that past, you know, me and my mom would talk. She would call me. And what was so sad is I had like 12 recorded phone calls over this, you know, let's say three-year period. Mm-hmm. And all of them start out with Brad. Why were you trying to lock me up? And I'm like, Mom, I promise you, I love you. I would never try to do this. It was Dr. Barbin. And she would get mad and say, Dr. Barbin. She even said in multiple phone calls, Dr. Barbin told her it was me. Really? I, yes. I mean, we ha- I have, like I said, multiple phone calls. I've released six of them. You know, and she's like, Brad, why were you trying to lock me up? And, I, I, and that's, that, that starts off every conversation, literally, every conversation. And then I didn't know where to go from there. I'm like, Mom, I promise you it wasn't me. I would even say, why don't you and I go talk to Dr. Barbin? And then she would say, no, I don't want to do that. Dr. Barbin doesn't like you. Dr. Barbin says it was you. And I'm like, Mom, please, let's go talk to him. And then she would kind of, she would go, I love you. You know, you were the greatest son in the world. We used to have the best relationship. I don't know why you're trying to do this to me, that type of deal. So numerous phone calls and it would, you know, we'd, we'd have a few conversations. Okay. Then of course she would, she would end up getting mad because she thought I was trying to lock her up and I never could get past that. She goes, if you'll tell me, just be honest with me. You know, they, she, they had convinced my mom that, I didn't have a job anymore, that I was behind on my bills. I borrowed money against my house. And she was like, if you'll tell me this, I'll help you. I'm like, Mom, the, the things you're being told are not true. They're just not true. I said, if I was in trouble and was trying to lock you up, I would confess. But I said, I'm not going to confess to something that's not true. So, so we would have that conversation and really didn't go anywhere. And then let's fast forward about a year later. I got a call from Waco PD. This was January 2008. Let's say 19. I think 19. I'm having a hard time with dates. That told me that they had, my mom and Chad Justice had come in to see them. I'm like, okay. They said, well, I'm calling you to tell you to stop harassing your mom. I'm like, what? I said, I, yeah, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Most of the phone calls I had were, previous to this. I said, I haven't talked to my mom in, let's say, nine months or a year. I said, I reached out to her. This was about three months before, right, right when I was having this conversation with the police. And I said, my, my daughter was in the hospital, and I reached out to tell her that. But I said, I haven't talked to my mom, so I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, well, we're just, you know, we're just kind of relaying the message, you know, that you need to, you know, you know stop harassing your mom. I said, okay, I, I appreciate the phone call, but I don't really know what you're talking about. He goes, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm sorry to bring up the phone call, but I just, you know, I need to tell you this. I said, okay. So. Lay in the groundwork. So this next July, that the same year, I get a call from the sheriff's department. And they said, we plead, hey, Brad, and I had met with them before and they kind of blew me off. They lied about calling witnesses and everything. They said, hey, will you come down and um, talk to us? I said, yeah, sure. I didn't know. I, I assume it was about my mom, but I didn't know. So I went down. It was a Friday, like July 12th. I remember the day. And they, they said, hey, we're calling you about your mom. You know, we want to talk to you. Because, well, your mom is coming here and filed harassment charges. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, I haven't talked to my mom. Because, well, you're, there's supposedly some bogus APS reports, and you're calling and texting and harassing her. I'm like, 
is, it was Detective Johnson. Detective Johnson. I said, I, I mean, I recorded this conversation. I said, I haven't talked to my mom. I said, like, I was the police six months ago. I, I, reached, I reached out to her. My daughter's in the hospital. I said, I haven't talked to her. I don't know what information you guys are going on. I said, do you have any proof, calls, text messages, anything? And he goes, no, we just, we're just, you know, going on your mom's word. I said, okay. Well, I mean, oh. <laughs> so at that point, I don't know what to do. I'm just kind of going, what is going on? So about a month later, my mom starts calling me, telling me, Brad, I didn't answer because I didn't know what to do, leaving me voicemails. Brad, why are you calling me? Why are you texting me? You know, leave me alone. Leave me alone, that type of deal. And then she would call back and say, hey, um, so you're breaking up with your girlfriend or breaking up with your fiance? You know, so you want to call and talk to me about it? Why are you, you know, why are you calling me? Why are you texting me? That, I mean, it went on for like two days, like six voicemails. So I called Waco police because that was kind of who had reached out to me and started talking to him, sent him the voicemails, and I gave him my phones. And Ashley, my fiance at the time, said she gave him the phones. I said, y'all can take our phones. I have nothing to hide. I've been an open book about everything. Well, so come to find out, it couldn't be 100% proven, but they ruled us out. So they, the justices have been – have been texting and calling my mom from like burner phones and fake phone apps. Oh my god! Trying to get me arrested for harassment. Oh. I mean, it's like it's just a nightmare. Yeah, this I mean, this family would go at nothing. Yeah. It's oh my I mean, gosh. Brad, is there any yeah. other history of them doing stuff like this? I mean, have you looked yeah, into that? Yeah, you say that because. The um the the sheriff that called me down there, he actually went to school with one of them. He said, Brad, now I know it's not you. She goes, Jay Justice, who's one of the um, perpetrators, the son, said that he has an MO of doing this. And I even had somebody message me when I went public the next day and said that he had done this to them. Fake. I guess he gets, wow. uses fake phone apps or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and they go through and I guess harass people. And I mean, I mean, and I, I mean, it was it, I couldn't believe it. And luckily, they finally believed me, but they couldn't said they couldn't do anything about it. Wow. You know they couldn't. Why, what do you mean they can't? Though, why couldn't? What do you mean they really, couldn't do anything? Because they about filed it. a fake police report because they they went down there with and told him that my mom and dad were married at the time, which they weren't. My mom and dad divorced in 2007 um, and said that I was mad at my mom about a will or something. I, I, I had no idea about anything. I didn't know anything about a will. And and then I was mad at my mom. That's what, the reason I was harassing her. I mean, they just came up with all this stuff. But, you know, they indicated, well, mom, I don't think your mom knew at the time, you know, she was being told this stuff and didn't know she was, telling false information, so there's nothing we can do. Well, I'm guessing that they've got a will change. They've got a new will oh, for them yeah. to get yeah. the money. I have a phone. I have a, yeah. I have a, I have a message yeah. from my mom that says, hey, I'm you know, leaving my money to Mary and leaving my money to my brother. You did this yourself. You were trying to lock me up, blah, 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 blah. And I just said, Mom, yeah. I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm sorry. You know, this is all about money to them. Um it always has been, and I'm sorry, you know, you, you feel that I was trying to do this when it wasn't me, that time too. So, yeah, this, that was the reason. The reason is money. That, that was the 
That was it for this whole charade. Well, Jamie, you can, uh, can someday you and can contest it, and no one will get the money. Yeah. I don't see. I you know I've, I've, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I've had different people tell me yeah. different things, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Attorneys, I don't know what to do. The here. attorneys will end up getting the money if you if you yeah, contest right, it. Exactly. Then they don't. They, then they won't get it. But the attorneys can all have yeah. it. This is. But, yeah. I mean, your mom. Your mom's living like a horror story. Like you're her only son. Oh, yeah. Her grandchildren. I mean, you know, she, I mean she, this is what, like. Oh my yeah, gosh. she won't. She won't talk to me or my kids. She's told both of my kids that she doesn't love them anymore and they aren't family anymore. Oh God! Wow. And, who, and what grandmother tells their grandkids that they used to spend literally every day with? Oh. I'd kill you over my grandkids. Um, oh, you know, wow. and, and, and people people that it, know us and know my story. I mean, they. Like I said, there's so many people that, that are, you know, are they're supporting me and supporting this situation, and they've tried to get stuff done. But they're like, your mom loved your kids more than they loved you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and they, I mean, yeah. they would, she would do anything for those grandkids, and that's, I mean, and that's what she's told them. This must well, be so heartbreaking for your kids. Oh, it's, it's Brad, it's, back in you know, I really don't in November. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote an article, and it was over something I had stumbled across researching Nelson. It's called, and this is actually in use every day, it's called Biderman's Chart of Coercion. And it is actually mm-hmm. the template for guardianship abuse. But um, if you read this thing, how to monopolize someone, how to take them over, get them, you start with isolation, which this family essentially has done. Yeah. They've yeah. isolated yeah. you from your mother. And then the monopoly of perception. Is yeah. basically what's happened here. And there is induced exactly. And threat. I wonder if you could get the the list of the drugs that your mom is on. Yes. Well, I know she was on quite a few before she went to La Hacienda, and they weaned her off all that. Yeah. They weaned her off um, most of that stuff, which Dr. Barbin. Um, and she was going to a psychologist at, or a psychiatrist at the time that had her on. Um, they got her off that stuff, and I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what she's on now. If she's on anything, like I said, I, I haven't, haven't haven't hardly had any 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 conversations with her in the last four and a half years. So I don't know what what she's on or isn't on. You know, they say isolate, which check they did that, and then medicate. You need to find mm-hmm. that one, and then steal the estate. Because that's the plan. Right. So there's got to exactly. be. Exactly. That, that was the, that's the full plan. I mean, that's obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The full plan. But they've got to have her drugged up somehow. So not to have disowned her grandkids. She's drugged up on something. Don't you think, Marty? You know. Yes. And the, they've and, you got know, to have up on clear, All of these drugs, these psychotropic drugs, and you pile mm-hmm. one on top of the other, they permanently damage the frontal cortex of the brain. Which is your, mm-hmm. you know, your inhibitions, your your sense of reasoning, and everything else. So she's been made very susceptible, and these people are in her face all the time. They're all constantly the time. Hours a day, all the time, fifteen hours a day. Yep, yep. And, and so she's yeah, not they, hearing yeah. anything else. Yep. And they've frightened her. They've scared her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, this is a form of terror. They have terrorized her into thinking that they are the only ones that mm-hmm. will save her. 
you're the big threat. That's you're the exactly one trying right. to. And that's what they've. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. They've yep. Saved her. That's what they, exactly what they. Yeah. That, so it's I. Syndrome. Would, what is that syndrome called, Marty? There's a syndrome that uh, like people who. Oh. No, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's uh, it where you become so terrified of your abusers that you identify with them, you'll actually try to protect them. And um, yeah. because you get to mm-hmm. thinking that's all you have, that's all with it wasn't for them, yeah. even though they're abusing me and scaring me. Um, that's all I've got. And they've effectively right. made you the enemy. Um, we Man, I wish you could get a drug test. To, like yeah. some blood or something to see what she's on. Yep. I've tried to, to get a you know get you know you know an outside evaluation. APS supposedly APS mm-hmm. has tried to get an outside evaluation. I, rumor has it I don't know this for a fact, but rumor has it another financial institution a few months ago has reported this. Adult Protective Services, and I I, I don't know if anything will come of it. I'm sure nothing will since. You know they're under the yeah. they're under the impression is Brad all you're trying all you want us to do is help you with your relationship with with your mom and I'm like no that's not what I'm trying to get you to do I'm trying to get you to investigate hey. this 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 ask Dr. Barbin yeah. this 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 why do you think Johnny's this 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 you know and y'all yeah. don't do that yeah. I said your job is try to figure out if there's some exploitation as to why my mom yes. why does my mom believe this yes and yeah. You know, and it, she even told the Waco PD when when the harassment deal. He goes, Doctor Barber, you know, why 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 does Miss Sharp think that it was Brad? And he's like, Oh, I have no idea. I mean, it was me that that ordered Leslie Woods. It was only me. And he said he tells Waco PD he didn't know why my mom thought that. He knows exactly why my mom thought that because I started messaging him and calling him the day after she got back from La Hacienda. You know, he's playing dumb. Wow. Oh, I don't know why. Johnny yeah. thinks that. Then why don't you go tell her the truth then? As a doctor, if, if, if this lady thinks that her son was trying to lock her up and it wasn't him and it was you, why don't you go tell her the truth? Because uh-huh. he's, in, he's in a conundrum now, and if he does that, then it, then it implicates the justices of what all they've done. They're in a, just a web of, I call it lies and corruption. Lies, cover-ups, mm-hmm. and corruption. That's what they're involved in. They, I'm sure they talk all the time, and they're trying to figure out what lie is this, what lie is that, who's covering for who, because that's all it is. Yeah. It's lies, cover-ups, and corruption. And that's, uh, I don't know exactly how it's all entangled, but they're all entangled. I mean, all he's got to do wow. is go come on, on the truth. Johnny, I can't believe you believe this. It, it was actually me. It wasn't your son. Why wouldn't you do that as a doctor? If, yeah. you, cared, yeah. if you cared about my mom. And you cared about her family and cared about the relationship and know that that this lady has disowned her only son and grandkids because she believes this lie. How do you live with yourself as a doctor? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't sleep at night. But, well, I mean, yeah, that's, but that's, see, you've that's got, you've the world, got world we live in. Yeah, right. but I would yeah, I would be right. looking after these people because I would imagine um, there's a history there of one kind or another. There's this isn't their history, first rodeo. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've said that I don't I don't know this for a fact, but I've said that family, and I'm thinking Mary Justice, they have something on that doctor. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, there's a yeah. reason he's not coming forward. There's a reason he's not yeah. coming clean with my mom. 
I can't prove it yeah. because I can't get anybody to investigate it, but there's something. I'm going to eventually try to find out. I'm going to fight this to try to get my mom to know the truth until I die. Or I just hate I just hate that it, you know, my mom's getting older, and I just it, it upsets me, and it frustrates yes. me, and I, yeah. I get emotional. You know, I live – I wake up every morning. I wake up every morning knowing that my mom has disowned us, thinking I was trying to lock her up when all that yeah. is false. And I can't yeah. do anything. Get about a high, I can't get anybody to tell her the yeah. truth. Yeah, hire a private. Would, I can't get anybody to tell the truth. Yeah. Now, would there so be again. medical records at La Hacienda that would have this discussion in the medical records? Uh, there was. I can't get anybody to order them. The, 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 the Waco PD said that uh, La Hacienda records were in Dr. Barbin's records, and that was enough for uh-huh. them. Yeah, and see what they do. Um, and I've been coaching people on this, too. When you go to the doctor's office, you put a handwritten, signed, and used word. Which um, uh, means you're signing a contract. Use your name on there. Get it notarized that the doctor is not to make any notation. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that is, they have decided notes with that doesn't belong to them. I don't know how that. That's the way it's so. Are y'all? Are y'all? Kind of. I'm kind of. Y'all are. I can kind of barely hear what? you. There's noises coming. There's yes. noises coming through. Can y'all hear it? Yeah. You, you, well, yeah. see, and we've been having trouble with this. And, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> to make sure it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it isn't you. It isn't you. Uh, we've been blown off the air a couple of times, and um, oh, but gosh. no. Um, when they uh, put a notation in that file, a handwritten signed, that there are to be no physician notations made within the file itself, mm-hmm. only outside of it, because they're claiming in court and the court is upholding them that if they put notations mm-hmm. in the file, the file belongs to them, not the patient, which tells you that HIPAA is not about protecting the patient. It's about protecting the doctor from malpractice lawsuits. That's all it's about. And, um, well, yeah, but, it, makes uh, sense. it keeps, yeah, it keeps you from getting the records and seeing what actually went on and, um, finding out what medications are on and why. And I think if you've got an elderly person who's being medicated, the family should have every right to know what those medications are, why they were prescribed in what doses. And mm-hmm. there, this thing of hiding everything tells me you're up to no good. You know, uh, right. That's, that's just all there is to it. Have you noticed? Um, have you noticed a distinct change in your mother's personality? Um, it, it, the the reason I ask. Yeah, is that's interesting. You say that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I have, um, and I know. Tell me why you're asking. Well, it's usually happens when they start medicating stuff. It messes up their mind so bad. It's like a whole other personality. A lot of times will surface. And it's because mm-hmm. the uh, self, the, the original one, has been tamped down so bad with the drugs. And it's the mind's way of trying to cope. But they'll come out, and a lot of times any anger they're suppressing or anything else will surface in this new persona. And um, But it's the medications doing it. And you take them off yeah, the medications. Yeah, really one of the things I, Yes. One of the things I mentioned to you, um, too, um, is with relation to her memory what she remembers, nobody, I can guarantee you, has tested her for a B12 deficiency. 
which will uh, surface and, and display itself in confusion and memory loss, um, easily rectified, but they won't, they won't check for that. There's no money in that. And they haven't really and, done any kind of neurological test. They've just done a clock right. test, and that's all they've done. And yeah. it, and it, it yeah. hasn't been done by a neurologist. It was done by her PCP. And my mom, if you knew her years ago, she was like the most the kindest, calmest lady. Hardly ever got mad. Really just had a I – mean, just even keel. And until about, like, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012 – you know, I, I saw anger that I'd never seen before. Yeah, wow. And, and I hadn't seen anger. Drugs? I mean, it's almost like it's almost like they were slipping her some drugs, some kind of illegal drugs or something. Is it just like you know, I don't know? I just don't know what she like was that? on. I, you know, I've heard I've heard rumors of this doctor um, as kind of a pill prescriber. Um, I know a few patients that he had over prescribed and overdosed to yeah. I, I don't I really don't know I, I don't know what I know she was on I know a few of the drugs she was on it was like some anti-anxiety anti-somatic um, but like I said mm-hmm. after La Hacienda they took her off some stuff put her on some other stuff and since then I've been out of the loop so I don't know what she would be on yeah. right now but I, I mean now you know somebody that could might could be able to help you with this um, I've had him on the show here a few years back, Dr. John Bregan, B-R-E-G-G-I-N, and he has done an mm-hmm. extensive amount of work about these drugs and uh, what the effect is, what they do to you, and maybe could help you also find out what she is actually being medicated with. Um, have you thought about taking a restraining order? Against the family? Yeah. Against the family. Well, yeah. I, you know, when that when the when the whole harassment deal was kind of playing out, you know, I kind of I didn't know what to think or thought about it. But, you know, obviously after that all happened, the phone calls and the text messages to my mom, you know, disappeared. They didn't. She didn't get any more. Um, you know, because they were doing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's been so quiet the last you know year. I haven't talked to her. You know, we we've kind of been told by the police don't call each other. You know, so I'm scared if she calls or I'm sure if I called her, she'd be scared to answer the phone just because of the history. Right. You know, um, Jeez, so, I, you know, if I if I called her right now, she would be pissed off at me and ask me why I was trying to lock her up. I mean, that was that would be what yeah. she would ask me. And I, and I, I can't right. I can't I can't fight that fight. I got to have somebody else that <laughs> with me that. Knows yes, I what's understand. Going on to fight that fight. Yeah. Huh. Oh. But I bet you there's a history behind it. This isn't like say this isn't their first rodeo. This has been too slick. It's too bad. They've done this before. And um, well, I've always said, I said, you know what? She's been Mary Justice has been as you know. You, she may obviously evil, 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 and it's all about money, money, money. But she's been pretty smart and pretty diligent and pretty. Uh-huh. I don't know what words you would say. She's done a pretty good job of, of so far um, getting away with all this. I mean, yeah. I well, along I would with still my, say, my my uncle's wife, yeah. I would still check, um, turn some of this over to the IRS because they need to be paying yep. taxes on it. You got to remember, how did they take out? Was it Jimmy Hoffa? Is the IRS? So, yep. and there's whistleblower forms. It's it's I've filed on people before IRS. It's pretty easy to do. You just you're gonna mm-hmm. have those 
those uh, cash checks that they have, and if they, if you know, if those weren't claimed on their income taxes, it's going to open up a uh, investigation. They're at least right, going to get right. audited, and then mention, you know, some of the furniture and you know, because that's money laundering. They're it's not going yep. to your mom's house; it's going to their house. Definitely, right. yep. those checks, and there's the Ford's check that your dad didn't even sign. I would definitely him. My dad had him on the same account, so they couldn't do anything uh, since he was on the account. But he, he signed it well, the day my dad died. I'm like, why didn't he just sign wow. his name then? If he wasn't doing anything wrong, why didn't he just sign his, you know, yeah. his name? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, oh, my gosh. So yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a crazy story. And it is. I mean, and everybody I talk to them about, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe what you're telling me." But I, <laughs> and I well, don't really, to be honest with you, know where to go from here. I've just, I've just been trying well, to tell my believe, story. We believe you because yeah. we have our own crazy stories that people just think are so wild. I definitely would do the IRS. I don't know if there's a statute of limitations for for any of this kind of stuff. I hope that enough time hasn't passed. But they definitely need to be audited because if they were written two hundred and seventy thousand dollars worth of checks. They need to pay taxes on that. And the the I mean the government needs their money right now. So oh, yeah, right. and unless there's <laughs> yeah, otherwise they're gonna have to, you know, come up with some invoices and then still you're gonna have to have paid taxes on that. So that's one way that you can start going about it. Uh is filing something with the IRS and just really documenting this money. The money you know, the money disappearing. And then as these things are being documented, when, you know, when the time comes and, you know, the fake will comes out and everything, mm-hmm. I just hire attorneys and let the attorneys get all the money so they don't get any because just contest the will and just start laying the groundwork. Yeah, they that's don't get what it. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, what that's, I would that's do. That's the only fight I have. Why? I'm worried that I won't know when she dies because I'm worried they're going to go, mm. who knows, bury her somewhere and never tell me. I don't know. I'm not saying that'll happen, but. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to be notified, you know. And I know my mom. Yeah. Had, had, had done a pre had um had bought before all this happened. I had talked to her and she had purchased a um you know pre-planned funeral and I'm and I know who she did it with and I know all the people that worked there and I don't I don't know if they would go back to them or not. Well, sometimes I know the guardians will do this. They'll want their money back from that stuff and get the money back for mm-hmm. the pre. Yeah, the right. Yeah, thing is done. Right. It doesn't even have. You could mm-hmm. call down there and see if it's still in, if that's still the plan, and then you would find out. I'm guessing if they said give me my money back, um, because then that would be some more free money for Mary to use. Yeah, up. for them. Interesting. Right. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, I would. I would call that. I would definitely file a bunch of stuff with the IRS because more taxes paid on that money. Okay. And then open down. up an, and and then open up an that will open up a uh, an audit and an investigation and then the fact that some of the things that you've done with adult protective services and like with the financial planner it 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 could start flagging some of these things. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. is a, yeah, it's just I feel like that's the main thing, right? What do you think, Marty? It's hard to believe that that you know that adult protective services two financial institutions 
have you know yeah. recorded this and they and they haven't and they they haven't done a well, deeper dive. It's hard to believe. That's because Adult Protective Services is usually in cahoots with anything to do. With, I mean, they're not any, they're right. never up to anything good. So uh, that's yeah. unfortunate. Right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, they're usually right. They don't, they're not of the do gooders that people think. Yeah. Can you think of any other kind of complaints to do? I mean, damn. It's not even like a Medicare fraud because they don't technically have like a guardian. What do you think, Marty? No, right. You could file on the doctor's license. You can do that and make a... I and I've like talked that. to so many attorneys about going after the doctor, and nobody wants to do it. Well, it's free to file against his license. <laughs> then it goes to oh, the review okay. board. You don't even need an attorney to do that. You file your complaint. Yeah, you can file against their licenses. And we actually talked about that on our show that we did last week. I would definitely file on the license of the doctor. I would definitely file with the IRS. Has that, have they paid taxes on that money? and you have those cash checks, you can prove that they got that money. You're going to start paperwork. Um, But, yeah, I don't see – I mean, this is a hard one because there's really – because you don't actually have a guardian and a corrupt judge and all that kind of stuff that we normally see. Right. Who's got a corrupt doctor? Yeah, can file on their medical license. Mm -hmm. You can do that. For free Google. And I think we did that with, when when we filed a when we filed a filed a I filed a report, and that's one of the reasons he's mad at me. I filed a report against his and turned him into the medical board, and okay. he's told everybody he's mad at me. Yeah. Which I mean, um, anybody anybody would have done the same thing for the mom, <laughs> you know. Well, I wonder if he's got some other complaints. I wonder if you can find anybody else. No, I don't think he does. I've done some research. I don't know. I've, I've, oh, I don't man. think he does. That's, you know, I don't know. That's so bizarre. Well, yeah, they definitely, the Justice family, definitely they're thinking the money. I guess I'd start lining up your uh, attorneys that can just go feast on the estate and the justices won't get it. You won't get it either, but the attorneys will get it. But then they don't, I mean, they don't get it. But what a disgust. It's disgusting, isn't it? Just absolutely and I know disgusting. the doctor's retired now, and he, he retired about, you know, I guess maybe a year ago. But I mean, yeah. still, you know. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's so sad. And I feel so sad for her. Like, like how is it that she's not with yeah, her only exactly. family? Yeah, I mean, oh, she wakes up every morning know, thinking her son was trying to lock her up. Yeah. And sometimes you probably think, oh, maybe that would have been worked out better than what she's, what she's dealing with now. But then, right. you know, you're right. They always wait for the, you know, the majority of people in guardianship. It's always the, it's always the widow. You know, they wait for the man to you know, pass away or something, and then they go after the widow right. because they usually, you know, get the estate and everything, and they, it's so disgusting, these predators. It's just, oh. And yours is a little trickier because there's not a professional guardian to go after. Right. Uh, yeah, oh, my gosh. Right. Hey, while everyone's listening, would you let everyone know the Facebook page that you're running so they can go like it? Yes. 
So my Facebook page is Dr. Gary Barbin. Why won't you tell my mom the truth? Oops. And how do you spell Barbin? Dr. Barbin, B-A-R-B-I-N. Okay, so everyone go Google that. I found it real quick when I when I started typing in the um, the link. It came up pretty quick. So there's not a lot of Facebook pages with those names on there. So everyone can find it. Um, Brad has at that website page the whole story. I read that. I saw all the actual checks that you have posted. Yeah, it's from start to finish. I've checked text messages, Mm -hmm. spreadsheets, police reports, everything. I think it's a very very well-done Facebook page. And you are in – this all is happening in Texas, in Waco, Texas. Is that correct? Correct. Yep, Waco, Texas. Yep, Waco, Texas, which is a bigger city, isn't it, Waco? Yeah, I mean, it's probably 100 – 75,000 people, home of Chip and Joanna. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And your dad was the CEO of a soda company down there. Yeah, he was with Big Red. We had – our family had moved to – we were all from Kentucky, but I was born in Lexington, and we um, moved down here when I was three years old in 1976, and he went and worked for – he came down here to work for Big Red. He had grown up in the soft drink business. His dad was in the soft drink business. And um, we had moved down here. And then, like, in 1980, middle of 1980s, he became president and CEO of, of the company. But we moved him. He moved down here in a, on a risk and a whim in 1976. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And then I, I Marty said she lost audio. <laughs> oh. I had never, I had never heard, I had never heard of this soda before. I'm up here in Wisconsin, but I Googled some of it. Now, I saw some of it is now a beer company. Is that the same, or is that a different company that does like a big so red beer? So I think another company has bought them. So Big Red for years and years and years was just an independent company that was bottled by Dr Pepper, Coke, and Pepsi, um, mm-hmm. and then it. it since like 2007, it's gone to three, two or three different companies. Um, okay. The, the original company that bought it was a guy that got some venture capital money that used to be with 